much more comfortable not looking you in the face. Oh, really? I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it looking I, at you. I don't want to do it again for a while because oh. uh, it means that there's probably somebody else there. <laughs> and I think uh, people are going to end up requesting that. I think they're going to have liked that episode a lot. I we'll see. I mean, there's definitely a lot of stories. So hopefully, uh, the people that are listening to this have listened to that one. Um, yeah, the most likely to podcast episode nine that we just recorded yes. Uh, yes. last weekend when we were yes. there in Atlanta. Yes. Y'all, they actually came and surprised me for my birthday, which you know this if you listen to that episode, but I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> to no one, because you've been self-quarantined this week, and so have I. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, so you, I know, usually have a drink when we record. I don't, uh, ever. Right. Other than water. Right. Just, anyway, today I, like... I told you we needed to wait to record for another 10 minutes so I could finish an episode of West Wing. Sure. And it was like walking upstairs from our TV room and I like open our little beer fridge and grab out an entire bottle of rosé and <laughs> Jordan's on his way actually to go pick up a lawnmower. So um, he was like, are you going to be trashed when I come home? And I was like... I mean, it's not my intention. <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. <laughs> I was like, what else do I have to do? Right. I'm just going to record a podcast with Gretchen and then still just be at my home with my dog. <laughs> so <laughs> why right. not? And Did my you... dog 100% wants nothing to do with me right now. I'm She's sure. like, we've had enough yeah. time together. Did you, uh, did you walk her this week? A lot? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You guys have good weather. Yeah, pretty much every day. So good. my uh, my step game is going to be up this month. So <laughs> a lot of pressure to carry out into April. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm yeah, sure and my... then today we did our little virtual 5K. Yeah. and I. How'd that go? It was great. Uh, we ran a little, like maybe combined – Three quarters of a mile, but uh, that's pretty good for me. Gotcha. Cool. And uh, Jordan didn't join since his ankle is still completely busted. Oh, man. That's has he looked at it? Has he, has he gotten a looked at? Is it broken? No. I mean, Chloe looked at it. She's yeah. a physical therapist. That's close enough. And he's done it many times. He pretty much has glass ankles, but right. they're too. holding a lot of stuff up. Uh-huh daily Uh so they're put through the ringer and if he's just not paying attention he just twists it really bad and this has been one of the worst yeah yeah well i hope it gets better yeah but welcome to most likely to podcast yeah i'm gretchen i'm kendall and And today we kind of want to have a discussion about our paths in life and specifically how it's related to our jobs. Um, I know jobs right now for people are very rocky, um, nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know that's myself included. Really? The, are they looking at shutting down? Well, I mean, definitely mm, – as we've talked as a team, it's like we're going to do everything in our power to not have anything happen. But sure. you can't deny the fact that people aren't staying in hotels. And that's where our funding comes from, which really? we can get into all of that later. But um, we kind of wanted to have this discussion to show the good and the bad sides of times that you go through in the circle of life that you have with jobs just to hopefully – give some comfort to maybe somebody out there who isn't feeling really comfortable right now. Yeah. And I've talked to a couple have people some hope this that week. the goodness is coming. Yeah. I've talked to a couple people this week that are that are going through it. Um yeah. because of the virus and because of just, you know, what that looks like. I've seen it online too of people being like, yeah. I have my first day. Don't know when I'll have my second. Like, it's, um, you know, uh, with, with COVID-19 coming around, you you start to realize that, um, 
that certain parts of society are just not caught up with other parts of society and or when a job is 99% based on one industry like uh the, yeah. the designer that we've been talking to hers is um like conventions and like business presentations where you're going to have more than 10 people and that's not happening right now <laughs> you know uh, and then I think sports too. I think she's got some sports in there too, which is also not happening. So it's it's really fun, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, um, to watch TV right now because you've got you've got these shows that you like. I we're we're rewatching Parks and Rec, and oh, the best. It's it's a very good show, but like some of the episodes just feel so foreign because <laughs> because we are so removed from that like lifestyle right now and maybe that's an unfair thing to say and it's just what i'm thinking because i'm not like i wasn't at work this week i was working from home this week but it feels very um it's you know how all right uh deep deep poll here but you know how after 9-11 superhero movies got really depressing and like dark (laughs) and gritty it it feels like we're gonna have that now in TV and like comedies oh. are going to be like really dark comedies. Yeah. <laughs> it feels I mean, weird. Probably. Yeah. Because I mean, I also hope not because I think people are definitely searching for like, hey, can you remind me what life felt like before this? I know, um, but it's just, it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and, and, and watching TV. Like, you're watching um, West Wing, which is, like, what, 90s? Yes. So that probably feels even more foreign, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's- Actually, the amount of things that it's almost, um, well, one, some of the stuff that's the exact same as it was in the 90s and early 2000s is really annoying. Sure. Um, that hasn't changed that they're talking about it being a problem. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then... There's things where they're kind of predicting the future in ways, too. Um, And it was bonkers on, like, Sunday night We after everybody had left. And I think, you know, for reference um, for people, when everyone came and surprised me for my birthday, that was March 12th. Uh, It was the day after they had announced that the – like March Madness NCAA tournament was not going to have spectators. But at that time, they were still going to have the tournament itself. Um, So I, to me, this is really when the switch flipped um, for how everybody was feeling um, towards COVID-19 and everything. Um, So everyone continued to travel here to see me for the birthday But by Friday um, evening, they had said that they were stopping the tournament altogether. So two days had gone by. Uh, By Saturday, they were saying, like, no groups of, like, 50. I think it was 50. Like, 50 or more people. And then, you know, so basically what I'm trying to say is, like, by Sunday, the vibe had completely switched towards the virus from how it felt when y'all got here on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. I'm sure I'm not the only one that, like, I felt pretty guilty oh, for the fact so that we guilty. Had, yeah, had <laughs> been going out. But um, I think I, I mean, forever grateful, about it. but, like, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, oh, God, like, we were pretty insensitive. Yep. But we still, like, it wasn't really until Sunday that it's, like, shit hit the fan, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Anyway, the the rest of this week, I feel like I've lost my train of thought of where I was going with this. Oh, so Sunday night, we were watching West Wing. And in the middle of this episode, like, it's all of a sudden they're, like, rushing to the president. They're like, we have to hunker down. There's been a substance detected um, through our alarm system, blah, blah, blah. And it's like – 
basically it ends up being like there might be this virus <laughs> going through and jordan and i are like are you watching the- is this is this happening oh, this is happening what a and we were just like oh my god and so now we're like glued like we were we're already into the show but it was like what's gonna happen Um, how do they fix it yeah but it turns out it was all a test for the like secret service to have to go through with all of their different partners (laughs) like the fbi and the cia and the doctors and like the the you know processes that they have to go through and so Uh. then we're kind of like Oh, we were hoping there was going to be an answer here. <laughs> Wait, this is a test? Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're, in the, we're in the real thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, they predicted the coronavirus. Uh, um, they have predicted some. I guess they sort of did predict some things, but um, it, we really were just like, this is insane. Oh, like, gosh. Thank God we weren't those people who, like, didn't get on Twitter to be like, have you seen season whatever, episode this of yeah. West Wing? And then for, like, the diehards to be like, just finish the episode, just please. keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Do you want to start or do you want me to start talking kind of about my path with work we'll, or we'll kinda, we'll, we'll, Let's start. Both kind of go yeah. side by side. Yeah. Let's start with um, what jobs did you have in college? So I was, um, and let's see, in high school I did McDonald's. Uh, I for forgot a, for about that. Yeah, and then, man, um, you in those shoes? Was that the sh- with those nasty boot things that I had? Yeah, they yeah. had to have for the grippy. Yeah, I just remember when I lost my my um, uh, uh, what's that called? Visor at Holiday <laughs> World. and like told them that somebody stole it (laughs) such a little hood rat um oh my god but yeah so i did mcdonald's um and then i did i had oh i worked like a week at the fireworks store on the border of um evansville when was that henderson it was fourth of july week um summer it must have been summer after senior year okay so when we weren't friends or maybe not of course i missed such a fun thing for you (laughs) it was an interesting one i checked out kyle keurig one time um (laughs) that was kind of fun yeah yeah um and then um famous uh, uh, high school would you call him famous i guess he was yeah um and then let's see uh and then i did um I don't think I got paid for directing the vagina monologues, although it felt like a job. Um, And that was freshman year? Freshman and sophomore, yeah. Okay. And then um, I thought I had another, like, job, job. Oh, I tutored. I was a tutor for a while. Um, But you also... uh, Wrote for the paper. Would you not consider that a job? No, that that became a job. I was getting paid for it. I think I was getting paid for it both years. That was junior and senior year. Um, but I tutored for like sophomore, maybe even like end of freshman, sophomore, junior year. I tutored mm-hmm. for all those years. Um, and then, oh, and then I worked at the, um, I worked at the public works department at the um, city of Peoria, I think. I don't think it was county. I think it was city of Peoria. Um, public works department i was an intern in the so even when you were there you don't you don't like feel like you totally were connected to parks and rec oh no i i did okay (laughs) i mean it's less because we didn't have to deal a whole lot with the public in the public works department um we were more like trapezing on people's property and they would be like what are you doing on my land that kind of thing um and you're like we sent you 17 letters <laughs> no Check your mailbox. we were like we're interns i don't know sir we were told to come out here and then he, they pretty much left us alone because <laughs> they were like oh you're ineffective okay we're fine um yeah and so those were my like college college jobs the newspaper was junior and senior some tutoring an internship um and then before that was mcdonald's 
mm-hmm. and fireworks. <laughs> so <laughs> just funny. a just a colorful history of <laughs> of uh, like. And can I ask you about yeah. the McDonald's yeah. job? Why? Why that over something else? I'm pretty sure they were just hiring. Okay. And yeah. We're just like no, I applied I to a bunch of jobs that summer. That was the summer after junior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember being like, "Oh, I'm reading." Uh, I don't remember. There were two books that we could read before going into like AP English, but it was like Pride and Prejudice or something like that. And I yeah. said it to like a coworker, and they were like, "Stop." <laughs> they were like cool you remind me of gretchen from uh not gretchen from mean girls but gretchen from the recess <laughs> oh yeah yeah so that's what that's what i did those were my jobs before i became a real human um my jobs in high school i worked at an after school daycare um, at the grade school that I attended. Right. So that was nice. I also did that over the summer. So it was like I did it after school and then that continued on to be a summer program. So that filled my summers as well. Sure. I, once getting into college. And you were a, a babysitter. Yeah. on the, I, Yeah. To pretty them. much anybody. I started babysitting when I was um, 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah, uh, people would either come pick me up or my parents would drop me off. But um, you were like a full time babysitter for some of those families. For some, yeah, I it, it was like, like my, I was like a favor was, to somebody. Know, it was like three or four days a week I spent with uh like a family, and then yeah. the, the days that I wasn't working for them, I was working at the after school daycare. So right, um, yeah, I. Those were the days. Cash, man. Just cash. Just <laughs> Tax free steady cash. flow of cash. <laughs> um, actually, side story. I legitimately never spent money and I still don't a lot other than, you know, hmm. now that I have to pay for everything. I sure. don't. The, pretty much the only thing I spend money on is food and drink and experiences but like i didn't go shopping or and i still don't really right uh, that kind of thing so i had so much cash (laughs) saved up from all of my babysitting days yeah that legitimately i had it hidden in my room and through my sophomore year of college I could be like, hey, mom, can you send me, like, X amount of dollars from my stash? <laughs> she knew where I hid it. Uh, and, it the, just, and it was, like, legitimately all the way through my sophomore year. I think it was the summer after my sophomore year of college that she was like, all right, fresh You're down out. to and I was like, 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was just like, this is the last of your money. Like, oh, because uh, at that point, um, so then I'd gotten on into college and uh, I didn't have a job while I was in school the first two years. Gotcha. But I had internships my summer of freshman year. That internship was working at Youth Resources. And then I was still doing the summer program at the daycare right and then um when i got my last bit of cash uh stash that summer of sophomore year i was a summer orientation counselor at my college right and then this is where um one of my favorite stories of like just be you know to your point of like mcdonald's like oh they were hiring right um and just responding and like being open to stuff i had actually signed up for a a second part-time job through the university but they signed me up to be a nighttime security guard yeah Paige did that um right around campus oh yeah yeah she did it for like one building that she yeah no i had to go to all of the dorms throughout campus from my hours were like 4 p.m to 11 p.m. Did or they something? not like see you before they hired you? Did they see me before? Uh, yeah. I was there when I handed them my resume. I don't know. And I'm like, I'll do cafeteria stuff. I'll do like 
<laughs> I'll do whatever. But they're like, nighttime security makes sense. And they give you – they didn't give me a um, – like any form of weapon. Like, right. I didn't you got have like a walkie-talkie like a, a, or like something. Like a nightstick. I didn't have pepper spray. I didn't have anything. I had a clipboard. Right. Nice. And was just wandering around campus all night by myself. Um and so anyway, I was doing that job, which was at night. And the whole point of me getting a second part-time job was to fill the gap of my days sure. when everyone else had their other jobs. Right. Too. But you got the night shift. So, and so I ended up getting night shift. So yeah. I spend all day still by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, this is lame. Yeah. Well, an email comes across to all summer orientation counselors, which were typically students who were already in the ambassador program, which were the ones that volunteered and gave tours on campus. Yeah. Which they were you like, were like, hey, in. we're looking for people to um, do like summer hours for doing tours does this work for anybody and i'm like well i've got nothing to do so i just like popped off an email like hey i'm free whenever thanks and uh they like emailed me back and they were like congratulations you have the job and it was like two days or something i was like what job (laughs) you're like because i thought it was the the volunteer chain (laughs) and they were like no, you're now working. So I ended up getting a job at the Office of Recruitment, which was awesome. Right. Um, ended up working there for the rest of my college career, which was a total blessing. Right. Um, so I continue to give tours, but I also uh, answered the phones and did these things, which sounds like very uh, small scale. But the phone number that was listed on the website like homepage for Murray State was um, you guys <laughs> it was the phone that I picked up yeah <laughs> so I essentially had to learn everything about the university who, and like who what different yeah. offices did in yeah. order to be able to transfer these people to the correct yeah. place you were the so, Murray receptionist <laughs> yeah like it was and it was really really good lessons to learn for oh, sure. I'm sure and I got to you know, know a bunch of people through that. And so it was awesome. Um, But then, yeah, those were pretty much my college jobs. Oh, I had an internship where I worked for um, the endowment office at the hospital. Oh, yeah. You wanted to do that um, for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That was really cool. And then I guess, yeah, my internship with Youth Resources over the summer. Was that it? Did I have another internship? Yeah, so yours were largely – people people related oriented. how about that yeah <laughs> and i'm trying to think like mine i guess tutoring was kind mm-hmm. of but like the internship not really we mostly just sat back in our little office there were like three of us three interns yeah and then um yeah and then uh the newspaper it was like our crew and then whoever we had to interview but yeah weird Mm -hmm. for some reason it just feels very like yours were like i don't know oh yeah 100 percent people related yeah uh and but that's what i seek always so um would would any of those let's see would any of those still be applicable if all of your stuff got like closed because of covid19 um Well, recruitment wouldn't, because, like, who knows when college is going to be back to college. Right. And then... Um, And then, you know, something like Youth Resources, that... I mean, that'll be an ongoing thing, you know, so that could be something I could go back to, you know. It would be telecommuting. You wouldn't be able to go in. And I don't know what you guys will be doing. Maybe just putting out, I mean, what are we talking about? Are you talking about, like, within the next year or are you talking about within the next few months so i'm saying like in the next six months let's say that you had to take one of your old jobs Mm. you know what i mean and like try to do it again either like try to get hired in that field again which we all know nobody's hiring i mean honestly (laughs) babysitting is the number one yeah thing yeah i i mean i almost put out i don't have a lot of people in the Georgia area that are necessarily my friends on Facebook. Sure. I mean, there's a decent amount, but not a crazy amount. 
And I thought about putting something out like, hey, if anybody needs me, like, take care of their kids. Right. Um, I could do it, but yeah, honestly, and I'm that, glad I didn't because I ended up being so busy. But That's probably um, what I would do with, like, tutoring. I mean, mine was college students, so it probably yeah. had to be, like, high school tutoring. But I could, I could do that. But honestly, I'd probably go back to journalism. Yeah. At least as far as, like, from the high school and college time. I'd probably go back to journalism and just, like, spend all day making graphs. <laughs> Learn how to make really cool interactive graphs and, like, <laughs> like just sell them freelance to whatever whatever journalism website would would publish my stuff. Which, I mean, yeah. especially from, like, the way the internet has grown, people would pick up on that stuff. I think that I think that specifically making a certain like chart package mm-hmm. for for people to use, I could see that being useful. I don't know if anybody would want to pay for it per se. Yeah. Um, but if I if if we were going completely off book and say I had a bunch of money saved up or we had a bunch of cash that we could tap into, then I'd probably just write for a while because they might not be making anything right now, but people are bored and I could like pub- self-publish something online Yeah, and people would read it. Void for them. Right. Right. Put it on Amazon for a dollar or something like yeah. that. Make well, and here's the one kind of job it. that I I haven't mentioned this yet, but, but these were, we just talked about the jobs we had in high school and college, but for sure the kind of job that I could go back to if i were to lose this one um my very first job in the real world which was working for a trucking company are they still running Um, trucks they should be i guess oh 100 percent yeah um they're speaking of graphs there was like this infographic that was put together during my time of working there um that explained basically what would happen if the world stopped having trucking sure and uh it was within five days, everything, you is know, un- would is unstopped. Yeah. 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 So what people are freaking out about right now, um, and I guess for reference, it's uh, March 21st for people. I don't know how <laughs> We're recording this on March. Yeah. This when this yeah. is released. <laughs> In a week um, we're recording. We're like, God, that was so inconsiderate. What a <laughs> awful episode. <laughs> I was going to say the um, a lot of people have still been panicking and kind of overbuying probably at the grocery stores. They've yeah. made it very clear that like grocery stores are staying open. Supplies are still available. Like right. this is these are all facts, but people are still going in and buying 500 to 800 dollars worth of groceries at a time. Oof. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh so anyway, the the truckers are what bring that to the stores and um without them running for five days i think all legitimately all supplies would be gone that's what that graphic said at that time and i don't i don't know if it would be less more any different at all from that but i'm 90 percent sure that's what the graphic was at the time so all that to say you would need all of the sources in order to um get trucks to where they need to be, which if you're somebody who, like me, before I had that job, thought trucking was just a driver. Right, right. Driving somewhere, dropping some stuff off, taking up space on the highways. Uh, <laughs> you are incorrect. It is a whole... It's logistics, whole, yeah. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, What it takes to get there. So now we're in, like, 14 to 16... Like 2014 to 2016, Kendall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was my first job after college. Yeah. And I like to tell this story because I think it's a really good example of you just never know what's going to happen. So 2014, the recession was technically over, but all of us applying for jobs, trying to get out of college, we were all still feeling it. There weren't opportunities for entry-level positions that didn't say something ridiculous like 
um, requires minimum five years experience of doing said job for your say, entry level gig. That's still happening. But it's still happening, which is sad. But, but as far as like entry level, you were also looking at some very specific things back then because you were no. looking for for not marketing, but like. Something in the social media world, right? No, 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 no. Were you I was looking, looking for, for like COO? Anything that would hire me. Okay. Um, but you ended up I getting had... hired on as like a like a project specific um, organizational. That's thing, what right? I got hired you on got for org at the trucking com. company. Yeah, you got yeah. orgcom as like a uh, major. Like, was it, okay, that was your major. I didn't know if yeah. that was a major or if it was like a um, concentration. No, I it was my my major. And um, for people who don't know what organizational communication is, I just very vaguely describe it as the psychology of business. So it's sure. very applicable, but it's vague in the sense of the application process. So sure. that's why I was applying for anything under the sun. I was applying for recruiting positions. I thought there was a good chance I could get hired on at the university. Yep. Um, but, you know, that ended up not happening. I was applying anywhere and everywhere. I can't even remember all the places. But, I mean, seriously, for everything that I applied for, I think I phone interviewed for one and then um, – I had this situation with the trucking company, which I'll explain. So um, the career fair in Murray is actually pretty well done. Yeah. And it is it is... by the university? What? Is it hosted by the university? Yes. Okay. Yes. But um, Murray is known for its education departments, nursing, OSHA, and um, I'm missing something. But basically, I think you guys had a pretty good like sports reporting, didn't you? Uh, I mean, maybe the journalism program. Journalism's so different now; it's hard for me to. And I, and I Fair really enough. wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But um, anyway, there, the so it was a it's a huge career fair, but like so many people are coming to recruit specifically for those areas because it was so high. Oh, speech language pathology. That's oh, what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the majority of the people that are at these career fairs are for those specific majors. Sure. So it's kind of a bummer for the rest of us who aren't those things because there's not as much to fill it. And let me also be clear, this was 2014, so that's going to have been – um, six years ago, I don't know if that's changed at all, if sure. they've been able to branch out. So don't think that this is me talking about it currently I mean, because every, I really don't know. Every school but, has their own thing. I mean, we we had like engineering-specific career fairs. That's mm-hmm. how big ours were. So like, you know. Yeah, I guess to that point, they did switch it up to where there was a separate one for like Education. nursing and engineering yeah. and, and the OSH people. But anyway, I – had mapped it out because they release in advance who all is going to be there. And there were six people, six whole tables in the entire thing that were looking for somebody potentially um, with an organizational communication degree. Sure. So I, you know, was like, okay, here we go. Well, the day comes and like an ice storm is happening. Right. So it turns out you know, probably 60% of the people that were supposed to come and be there don't come. And that means all six of the places that were supposed to be looking for organizational communication. Right. And I'm like, do I even go? I have to go for my class. I'm just going to do one lap. That's all I'm going to do is one lap, prove that I was here, and I'm just going to go home. This is crap. Also, it was my birthday. So I was mad that like, it was an ice storm on your it's birthday. It's an ice storm on my birthday. It, it, now I have to be in senior. business professional attire. Yeah. So I'm in pumps <laughs> in this mess. And then I like you walk go to, to do this. What? Did you guys have buses? Did you walk to campus? Uh, no, it was a very drive heavy school, but that still meant I had to park somewhere and walk. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so anyway, I'm walking, not expecting to talk to a soul. And out of nowhere, this woman grabs my elbow and she's like, or come, come here. Whoa. And I'm so <laughs> Was it on startled. their name tag or something? 
when yes yes it says like it said my name and then underneath it it said what my major was gotcha so she like brings me over to her table and she's talking like 700 miles a minute right and all i see is that it's this trucking company and my brain you know there's a difference between listening and active listening yeah so i am not actively listening my brain is like a trucking company what the hell does this person expect me to do (laughs) am i gonna Um, be in charge of all the truckers am i gonna be driving a truck (laughs) like can i even climb in there no so i'm not listening to a word she says at like other than like Every third word kind of, like, hits my ear and goes right. to my brain. Right. And then she's like, so if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. And I was like, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> and then I uh, My class the- project is over. I can leave now. <laughs> right. So I leave. I legitimately leave. I've been, like, overwhelmed by this experience, like, halfway um, insulted because I – Again, I didn't listen to what she said, so I'm thinking she thinks all I'm capable of doing is driving a truck. Oh, uh, what a bummer. Um, <laughs> I, well, yeah, because like I said, my naive idea. Yeah. So I'm I'm rambling so far, but basically I wait like four days, and I end up reaching out to her, this woman. Because you're like, wait, she must have said something else. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, she, I know she wanted me for a reason, and she pulled me aside because I'm orgcom. So like, yes. I know- there was a reason. Let's hear her out. I have no yes. other prospects. <laughs> so I – and you're right. No other prospects. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, this I'm was March. You know, we graduated yeah. in May. So yeah. I, I and emailed her Murray. and I said, I am so sorry. Hello. Yeah. I am Kendall. You grabbed me at the career fair and I was so thrown off by you doing that um, <laughs> because I have – no idea what a trucking company involves outside of a driver. <laughs> Yet, to your point, I'm like, you seem to really think I had a place here. So, <laughs> question. I mark. would, I would like to hear what those options are again. If you're willing to sit down with me and yeah. explain, because I realize how rude I sound. A hundred percent telling you that I didn't. Listen. I did not listen. <laughs> and. So she was, because I'm like, will you get coffee with me, please? <laughs> and so um, she comes back and she's like, come in on this day for an interview. I'll tell you more. But <laughs> okay. flat out, I ended up, so I ended up getting the job and we don't have to go into details really of what I did because I know it's already 37 minutes in. So You're this right. is going to be a doozy episode, guys. Sorry. Um, We're not too far. Okay. I, I just. She pretty much told me I did end up going through a couple of interviews with them um, because they were essentially starting an entirely new department and that they were seeking someone with my skill sets. And it it. was it was objective oriented, which is something that I think that um, we're we're seeing right now with the virus stuff going on that like I've been working like pretty hard from home this week i've been attentive to like what's going on in my inbox and stuff like that but it is dwindling and like (laughs) and and like tourism is probably not but like things like construction that are like objective oriented people are just like losing their um (laughs) uh drive they're losing they they don't want to do it (laughs) <laughs> yeah jordan's definitely said this week like every day he's like the vibe is just it's, not good it's slowing down so much yeah. and yeah and it's just because everyone thinks that like we shouldn't be working so i yeah. i um to follow up on like kendall's thing of of like what happened after so you did trucking i went into a subcontractor position for a signage company that mostly did signs for like highways and stuff like that and now I'm in um, commercial construction, just small scale remodels of like a lot of government work. And so like government's still trying to truck along a little bit, but they're being pretty hesitant. And like anyone yeah. who's even kind of maybe sick, like you got to watch out for it. And then um, I, I'm trying to get projects set up right now. And I got back, I got a message back from um, somebody who sets up like, uh, dumpsters and toilets, right? Because we need those on our job site. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and she's she's like, 
hey, um, so the hand sanitizer for the porta potty is like twenty five dollars a bag, and it's a hundred hundred dollars a month if you want to guarantee a new bag every week. And like I pass this along to my bosses because this is ridiculous. You usually pay maybe twelve bucks a month for uh, hand sanitizer in a porta potty. You know, and we know that people are going to be using it a lot more. And we know that people are going to, you know, need this to safely work on our job site. I pass this along to my bosses like, hey, just FYI, if we were going to start this job next week, these are the prices that we're going to have to look at. And a couple of them are like, I thought price gouging was illegal. And that's not under the same umbrella. It's a service. They're not like selling it to us directly. You know what I mean? It's a service that they're providing, and they're short. But on is it stuff. because I was gonna say they can't get it? Exactly, and and right. maybe that's that price that they're passing on to us. But I think it's just that, like, I could see if people are stealing bags of san- hand sanitizer from porta potties, and then people yeah. are getting called out there, like from their company, to replace them, and it's like. We can't do that. Or just well, people I mean, are... Jordan had to have a conversation about, like, I think we're going to have to lock up the toilet paper. Yeah. Like, yeah. This this toilet paper is for the entire job site. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. And, and so some of them were like, oh, price gouging. I guess we're going to have to deal with it. These unfair subcontractors putting this on us. And then the other guy's like, do you think they'd sell us a bag, like, for the office? And it's like... That's not the point. <laughs> no, because they have to do right by their customers, but that's not the point. Like, they can't, what I'm saying is they can't retroactively, retroactively go back and tell people that it's going to cost more now for the yeah. contracts that they're running right now, even though people are using so much more hand sanitizer. It's yeah. just a very specific instance of like construction just being like, ugh. It's not my problem, but I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) And, like, there's enough behind-the-scenes work to do that we could probably last for a couple months, even if all of our projects shut down. Like, we've done Mm -hmm. it before when things have been slow, where there's maybe one or two jobs running. But we're still working on stuff. We're still cleaning out things. We're still organizing things. We're getting things set up. We're getting things put away. Like, there's enough to do paperwork wise to keep going on my side of things but uh, construction does not want to be going right now <laughs> right yeah yeah well, so that's i just what i did for the well, last four and I years, think five years stories that are so important of you know almost like the happenstance of getting jobs so the i do want to finish my thing about getting that trucking job. Yeah. Um, so yes, I went through I ended up going through multiple interviews. Sure. Uh, because they were creating this new department. Um, but she came back later and said she was like, I was ready to hire you on the spot of reading that email. Really? Even though you flat out said, <laughs> I don't know what you told me I would do. Right. But like I'm interested <laughs> in hearing more. Right. She said I had not had that kind of honesty. Right. It's just and, refreshing. Um, and, and she was like, and the fact that you were bold enough to reach, reach out. out. She's like, I just knew that you know. had the <laughs> attitude to come in and do this. And, um, you know, the because I want to get into a little bit more about like you applying for jobs as you moved states. Um, Which but I want to. We might have to do in another one. <laughs> I know, yeah. like, at this point, like, that's a really crappy thing to say because I told you we're fine on time. But, like, because that's a whole other – that's a whole other ballgame, you know. Yeah. I just – gosh, I don't know. I, the whole idea that I wanted to get out of this is just giving people hope, knowing that um, stuff happens. Like, I probably spent way too much time talking about getting that first job but you know the process that it took me moving here and how long it took me to find a job and then that whole saga for me um i feel like could really help people and i'm sure that you have experience too i I mean because the difference between you and me is that um you know with engineering you're applying to be an engineer sure right i mean it's different 
different categories of that and and different styles, you know. Um, but you still have to figure out things that work for you and go through interview processes and all that. So I guess, but yeah. But yours isn't, to... isn't that way, you're saying. That you, you applying to, let's see, you did, um, you worked for like a, a, a home and garden real, yeah, estate? A real estate company. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. And that was not it was you were maintaining their website what were you doing over there i was doing social media there but that so the funny thing about you bringing up social media um and like marketing and stuff i'd never you know i've mentioned this before in a different episode i never took a marketing class right social media was not really a thing yeah. in the way that it's used now when we were in college it was um, just starting to be it was not yeah it wasn't and it but it was like bigger companies like coke or um, Nike. Sure. They the, were starting the other businesses hadn't quite figured it out yet. Sure. Um, and so I ended up in this first job, the trucking company. They were like, hmm, you're 20-something. <laughs> we Can you run your, our Facebook, Facebook page? page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. And I'll figure that out. See what I've that's only been like. doing and it for four years, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because isn't that insane? Because we've talked about I didn't even I wasn't even allowed to have it, so right. I barely even functioned with it on a personal level for <laughs> four years. And you so, didn't have the addiction to it that we all did. Yeah, except boy, has that changed for me? Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, the um. It's just insane how life paths can go. And so, yes, I ended up doing social media for them. And then I end up – that's how I got my job um, with the Visitors Bureau in Murray, which led to where I am now. Um, but even that job I got because I was applying a million places, not landing anything. Right. And um, – Looking for – And it came from a call from my old department head at my desk, which – Gosh, I know we have to wrap up, but this is so funny. I have had an irrational fear. Well, I don't have it anymore, but I had it for a while after graduating because I felt like college was too easy for me. Like, I never took more than 15 hours a semester. Sure. And my last semester, I took 12, like, just to to be, like, legal. Um, And every semester, I had one fun class. Mm -hmm. So that was the other thing, like. Two or three hours of my time was also, like, just something to, like, you know, make it easy for me. Sure. Um, so I I always had this irrational fear of I really didn't graduate. Oh. That, that we, like, missed something because I had it too good. Okay. So um, I'm sitting at I my desk that. at this trucking company, desperate for a new job, and I get a phone call and I answer, and it's this person, and he's like, Kendall Young, which was my maiden name. Right. And I 100% think it's a trucker that's found me. Right. Um, because I had to do orientations for them, and they would flirt, and they would do things. Some would play me music on their guitars. It, it yeah. was a whole thing. The truck, so I'm like, was oh. dangerous times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, before um, me we too. have been found. A, Great. Oh. What's this going to be? <laughs> And so it's like, I said, yes, this is she. And it's like, this is your department head. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Here it comes. (laughs) He's telling me I didn't graduate. It's happening. He's going to say that I missed something or whatever. But he did And then he he starts going into how he's like, I don't know if you're looking for a job. But I was told about this job. And I just heard about the description. And I thought, that's Kendall. Yeah, because he really I was liked like, you. He was your advisor, yes. wasn't he? What? Was he your advisor, too? Yes, he was. So yeah. he knew me really well. He liked you. Um, yeah. yeah, well, and I loved him, too. Yeah. Um, And so I was like, yes, 100%. Send me everything. Right. I need it. And, and 
he was like all concerned that I wasn't going to get paid enough and it was more than what I was making, which Aww. I was like, that's hilarious <laughs> that I'm being paid, so underpaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, wait, what now? What did you, what, what do you think I should be making? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, you're offended by telling me that price? What am I doing? Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm not offended. <laughs> it's... I, that's actually one of the reasons I knew I should leave my first job. And this is going to be not necessarily applicable for these times. But sure. like in the future, I sat down to have my one year review, which I had to put together. I was like, you guys don't do this. You guys don't. <laughs> How do you not Okay, do you're going to sit down with me and you're going to like talk me through the previous year. And they're like, that sounds like a good thing we should be doing. I'm like, yeah, so I'll be the guinea pig. Here's a template. Um, (laughs) So they were uh, like immediately we sit down and it was like in the motion of like scooting up to the table. You know what I mean? Like we haven't even started. And they're like, so just like to put things out there, we can't give you a raise. And I was like, oh, all right. And because they think that that's the only reason why you want to sit down. Correct. And that was not the only reason. Although I 100% deserved a raise. Right. I was only doing about four different jobs, but that's fine. Right. That's fine. Well, was um, but yes, to that point, like, that, that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about, like, the past year and, like, what's working for people and what's not. Okay. Fine. Sure. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll no. stop. I just, <laughs> you're, people, you're if fine. you're out there and you're feeling really down and you're feeling really unsure of what's ahead. Honestly, we're all pretty unsure too, but we've all been through some really unsure times when it comes to work. God. I and I think back to like me turning down a job while Paige and I were on the road. Do you know that story? Mm. Yeah. It was like I didn't have anything lined up and this company called while we were like in New Jersey or something and they were like, Hey, we want to offer you this job. I had interviewed before we left, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. You you know, I'm driving around like for the summer." And they were like, "Yeah, uh, we think that we want you to start in like three weeks." And I was like, "I'm not ready to do that." <laughs> and they were like, "Do you want to think about it?" And I was like, "Sure," but like I knew I was like, "No," like I told you i plan to be out for longer than that plus i would have to move to indy and i had to get that all set up and like i that i would have to turn around immediately and go home just to like pack and then try to get an apartment in indy you know what i mean but you know here's the other thing like what you're describing as much as i'm sure like you think back on it and you're like who should i have like you know what no, could have been. Nah. At the same time, that one doesn't. Like, sit thank on me. God you didn't do that because that's what ended up leading you to Forest Park and what ended up leading you to Nate, which has led you now to your time in Colorado. So yeah. If I it's can just, end this on one thing, and for those of you that I talk to regularly, and you're hearing this, you're like, I listen to this entire podcast. Only have Kendall say the same thing she says every f-ing time I talk to her, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had some glasses of wine while we've been here. <laughs> it's just, it's just, we've been rewatching I'm- Parks and Rec, and like, if you ever wondered what it's like to be friends with Kendall, just rewatch Parks and Rec and pretend that you're Anne and she's Leslie, and it's just. <laughs> Yeah, there are some times that I, like, cringe aloud, and Nate's like, what? And I'm like, it's just so much like Kendall. (laughs) And you know what? I take that as a compliment. I love Leslie Nope. Um, But anyway, I want to say this. I want to say this, and then we can end it. And I'm so sorry you have to edit this after you've already edited everything else. This is okay. This is okay. But it's that everything happens for a reason. Um, It's so true, though. Like it's. It is. And so, you know, you turned down that job for a reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and I could go into a million stories of this, of just people I know that this, you know, you can just watch it happen. You're like, oh, oh my God. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense at the moment. And the, the days feel long and they hurt and they suck. But the, 
The reason is coming. I don't know how long that is for every person. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's three months. For me, it was 10. Yeah. Um, almost an entire year, actually. Yeah. Um, Where you were at that home and garden real estate company. <laughs> well, and that was that was only three months of the problem. Yeah. Like, I had all kinds of other things going on um, during that time. But truly, everything happens for a reason. Like, this... Um, even talking to my sweet grandma Fran, um, you know, about this coronavirus, which she doesn't totally understand sure. what's going on she's at all. Like, um, 80, 80, she's 89. 89. Yes, she'll be 90 in August. So, you know, it's a lot to try and decipher through mm-hmm. news outlets. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, you know, and I don't want to get like, godly but for her thing she's like what is god trying to like tell us and i don't know that it's that yeah um but what i do think is going to happen here is that nationwide we're about to all be functioning differently oh my gosh it's gonna be i'm i'm hoping that this helps like push some things forward but i worry that it won't and that we'll be caught with our pants down again some other time. Like, it's it's something. I talked to Derek this week, and he was talking about uh, if if Kentucky had uh, Matt Bevin as their governor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, um, I've got a group message with my friends from Forest Park, and they've all got a shelter-in-place order. You know, I don't know if mm-hmm. uh, Georgia hasn't done that yet, have they? No. Yeah, and Colorado hasn't either. I think we just have a ban on any groups larger than ten. Yeah, that's so, where we're at. So, like, our bosses are like, "Well, like, there's usually seven in this building and two in that building, so we're fine. We just can't all be in the same room together." We're like. <laughs> Okay, yes, it, it's the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law, but yeah, sure, I get it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm worried about my my people that that um I'm just worried about how long it's gonna last. Really, sure is how is how I'm sitting with it. You know, Claire went back to New uh, to Evansville. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she didn't have another day of work scheduled until the 27th, but she said she thought that was, or at least my mom said she thought that was going to be pushed out. And it's just, um, you know, luckily she has somewhere to go, but like, I don't know, some of my people don't. But people aren't alone here. No, gosh, no, and and we're all going through it in different ways, and um, I'm sure that there's. I mean, I know it's terrifying to like walk up to someone's door, but if you're really stretched, or if you've got like a neighbor, like we've got a neighbor that's a little bit older, like mm-hmm. we should, we'll probably go over there and be like, "Hey, do you need anything? Like, yeah, yeah, can, can we, we go, go to the, the store, store for you? For you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, well weird times." It is weird times. Um, we've taken up a lot of your time if you're still listening. I feel listening. bad, too, because, like, I mean, there was definitely, like, some other talk in this, but y'all also need a break. Make sure you take yeah. care of your brains during this because, yeah. like, go on, go go find a podcast like this. Go to, go to YouTube. People are still just putting out content on there because they can all work from home anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, if you've fallen off of like a creator that you like, go find them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, breathe in some fresh air. Yeah, take a walk. Take a bath or a walk. That's good, too. I've well, been doing a lot of walks. Yeah, and we got snow on Thursday. We had, like, a blizzard. Oh. So I was like, oh, dang, I should have walked on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like it was in the 80s here on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So. I mean, it's all melting <laughs> off now. I mean, okay. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be it'll be something. I'm planning to go yeah. back to work Monday, but I'm still here for another week, so. Yeah. Although by the time people listen to this, hopefully that has changed for me. Yeah. Um. Hey, don't feel weird about reaching out like to that's us. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Like, 
you're bored, write us an email yeah. about anything. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just to say hi. If yeah. you want us to not read it or if you want us to not, like, talk about it on the podcast, just say that. Yeah. And we just won't. Yeah. We're we're happy to – I mean, one of the things that we've loved about this podcast in general has been the people that it's reconnected us to. So it, yeah. it doesn't have to all be content. It's just about the fact that we're excited to talk to you guys. So yeah. Um, anyway, with that, feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram most likely to podcast or email us uh, most likely to podcast at gmail.com and until next time yeah um, hope you hope you enjoyed the extreme dichotomy between the last two episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah vibes really changed <laughs> we still got some laughs out though alright yeah well We're- I'll talk to you later <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> bye, everybody.